Welcome to Grand Central Radio, the Grandparents Community Platform. I'm your host, Jerry Cole. This is a talk, listen, and act show for all grandparents and future grandparents everywhere. My adult child, that child's spouse and in-laws, and my two young grandchildren give me lots of questions and concerns. Like you, I want to be as effective and helpful for my grandkids and their parents as possible to achieve these goals. I want to stay physically and mentally fit and have fun. We can help each other by sharing our challenges, solutions, and ideas about grandparenting and our lives as grandparents. You can replay our shows, learn about topics we plan for future Grand Central Radio, find lists, forms, and other fun and useful materials curated especially for grandparents, and contact me, Jerry Cole, on our secure website, grandcentralradio.com. Our discussion topic today is timely and essential, helping kids cope with COVID. To give us ideas how we can tackle this challenge, our special guest is Lisa Carroll, who will tell us about her recently released children's book, The Big Bad Coronavirus and How We Can Beat It. Lisa is a seasoned Broadway and cabaret singer, actor, writer, and lyricist. She worked with Lucille Ball and Otto Preminger. She understudied with Carol Channing before starring in the national tour of Hello, Dolly. She traveled the world performing her one-woman show, and Lisa has appeared in numerous episodic TV shows, including General Hospital. And maybe even most importantly, she's developed a series of animated singing stuffed animals, including a plush bear named Hip Hop Hamilton. Lisa now turned her creative energy and talent to create this useful and enjoyable read to kids book for our very special little ones when we and they need it most. Lisa Carroll, thank you for joining us on Grand Central Radio. Well, thank you for inviting me and giving me such a buildup. I, I may not be able to live with myself <laughs> after this. I, I, have, I, I have every expectation that you'll exceed my buildup. <laughs> Lisa, I am awed that in a short book using language young children can understand and Jerry Newland's delightful, brightly colored illustrations, you cover all the bases of not only the symptoms of COVID-19 and action scientists want us to take and children can take to help keep themselves and their families safe, but you also address the anxieties and sadness children experiences from changes in their school and home routines and separation from their friends and the necessity of hope. You even incorporate three activities young children love, coloring, dancing, and most special of all, singing. And I am especially pleased that the heroine of the book is a very brave, strong, and creative young girl named Lisa. Lisa, may I ask you a few questions about the book? Please do. I do hope I'll be able to answer them. Oh, I, I'm, I'm reasonably sure you will be able to. Lisa, after you have accomplished on the stage and screen all these wonderful achievements, why did you decide to write this book at this time? Well, it came out of the blue, uh, actually an inspiration. 
Uh, I live in a building where there are many young children and riding up in the elevator day after day for several weeks, there was just a slew of children that were crying and complaining to their mothers and uh, asking questions uh, that you would not think would be possible for youngsters. They were very, very grieved. And I thought there must be a way that a mother or grandmother can sit down and talk with their child, their grandchild, and give them the hope that this is going to be over soon and their lives are going to go back to normal the way they were and the way they enjoyed them. And so I thought, I don't know if anyone else has done it, but I am going to write a book with instructions based on what I've learned from observing in my neighbors and also what I've observed in my own personal life. And so I sat down and wrote the book. I had the good fortune of meeting this wonderful artist, illustrator, Jerry Newland, and uh, he was in between projects. He is an award-winning uh, illustrator, and uh, he seemed to feel my script was okay, and so he offered to do pictures uh, for it, and uh, he just kept drawing pictures and pictures, and the book got bigger and bigger, and so we're trying to tell the reading audience who get the book how they can proceed and change the lives of their little Lisa's. And that's how I did it. Have you had a chance to talk about the book with any other little children, perhaps the, the child in your building or some other? Oh, definitely, definitely. And they, uh, uh, the parents, even this morning when I was coming down in the elevator, father was putting a little coat on the girl and she noticed I had a book in my hand and I hadn't put it in my little case yet. And she said to her daddy, that looks like a, a book for me. So the father said, is that a children's book? And I said, <laughs> yes, it is. And uh, I, we got off the elevator. I showed him the pictures. I showed him the book. And uh, he wrote down where he could purchase it, Barnes and Noble online and also Amazon and uh, uh, books a million. So uh, I didn't even mean it, but I sold a copy of the book in the oh. elevator. <laughs> Have well, this, this is a, this is a wonderful opportunity for you. Of course, you. I'm sure you were socially distanced from them when you were having this conversation. Oh, definitely. Them, of course. I mean, we have a very stuffy kind of building. I mean, they have pictures of feet on the ground. You know that if you're, you've got to be six feet away, definitely. Right. Are, are there opportunities for you to read the book in school or have uh, perhaps online on, on, on Zoom meetings or other virtual meetings with classrooms? I, I would like that. And I'd make myself available and I certainly wouldn't charge anything for it. Uh, it would be my pleasure. I'm waiting to be asked. And by appearing on various shows like your show, I'm hoping I will alert some of the people in charge that uh, extend the invitations and uh, uh, would like to have me appear just to call me uh, through you. I can't give my phone number over the uh, uh, radio, but 
uh, I'd be happy to respond and uh, make myself available. Simple as that. Well, anyone who's interested in, in having Lisa come into their school or other setting of young children, uh, you can always contact me on grandcentralradio.com at the contact link, and I'll make sure I get that information to Lisa and her representatives, and we'll make that happen. Thank uh, you. You're very welcome, Lisa. This is You're providing a great service to all of us who are dealing with this problem at this time. Without giving us a spoiler alert, Oh, this is a spoiler alert, but without giving us the spoiler, <laughs> please tell us the story of the book and the main characters. And of course, I've already given away that one of them is Lisa uh, and the takeaways. All right. I'm happy to do that. Uh, the Big Bad Coronavirus and How We Can Beat It tells the story of a child named Lisa as she struggles to face the realities of COVID-19. Now, little Lisa can't comprehend why she has to wear a face mask, why she has barriers around her school desk, or, or why she's confined to virtual learning from home. It, it, it just doesn't add up because little Lisa longs for the life she once had. Oh, she imagines the virus as a giant, scary dragon. Now, fortunately, her mother comes to her side and comforts her and teaches her everything she needs to know to deal with this pandemic, pandemic from a kid's perspective. And Lisa becomes a stronger and braver girl, and she inspires her classmates to live without fear. And at the end of the book, she makes up a song that will be positive and make everyone feel good and know that this end to this pandemic is coming. And she sings this song, Scrub-a-dub-dub, my hands in the tub. And uh, I would only sing it if you insist. <laughs> well, uh, how, how about some of the other grandparents on the call? I, should I insist? I think yes, please. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Please sing it, Lisa. We're, we're, we're right. eager to hear it. The name of the song, as I said to you, is Scrub-a-dub-dub. And she also suggests sing along, too. So if you just want to hum along, grandparents, you're more than welcome. This is how it goes. I'll pretend I'm seven. It's, it's difficult to imagine, but maybe you can for a moment. Goes like this. Scrub-a-dub-dub, my hands in the tub. I'm washing all the germs away. That big, bad corona is already shown us. He's serious, not out to play. So let's scrub-a-dub-dub, scrub-a-dub-dub, scrub-a-dub, scrub-a-dub, scrub-a-dub-a-dub. 20 seconds is all it takes. So wash your hands, wash your hands. Watch your hands, for goodness sake. I should have told you the melody was to a very famous song, and then you all would have joined in. But next time, all right? <laughs> well, I, I know that, that uh, John in Lawrenceville, New Jersey, loved the song so much that he couldn't resist the temptation to sing along. So you got an unintended un accompanist. <laughs> but it was delightful. Thank you, both of you, for, for chiming in there. Uh, Lisa, what do you think, aside from singing with your children, uh, uh, and as you, after you've read the book and discussed the book with them, what do you think are the best ways that grandparents can use and work with this book to help their grandkids cope with COVID? Well, uh, 
I'm so proud of the review that Barnes and Noble gave. Uh, if you don't mind my reading it, it's it's very Please. brief. She said, this is perfect for kids to understand the coronavirus. This is perfect to explain to young children how they have the power to help prevent getting or spreading the quote unquote inv invisible coronavirus. And it, it complements the illustrations. It says great illustrations as well as tips and easy instructions to reinforce what they've been asked to do at home and in school. And that was what Barnes and Noble had to say. And that that is probably the whole crux of it. Well, Lisa, I think that's wonderful. And thanks to Barnes and Noble for actually providing a, a, a direction to the grandparents to look at that part of the book, uh, to not just read the book to children, but also be able to use it actively with them and engage them so that they'll learn the lessons and remember the lessons and apply them. That's absolutely, that's very, definitely, very, yes. Very important. Now, especially because of that wonderful song, uh, that you were able to share with us and your professional singing talent, do you plan to record an audiobook? Yes, definitely. In fact, it's in the works now. We're discussing what we're going to do with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, you mentioned that uh, grandparents can buy the book at Barnes and Noble and Amazon, and the the, oh, thir yes. the third source you mentioned was Banks a Million. Is that the correct uh, name? No, actually, there's two more sources. Okay. It's Books. B-O-O-K-S, a million. Books, a million. Yeah. In fact, I was waiting to receive some from my publisher. In the meantime, I called, uh, rather, I went online, Books, a million. And uh, uh, Amazon has a paperback as well as a hardcover. And then they've just added ebook, And oh. uh, that's through Kindle and Indigo. So now we've got four places. Or wait a minute, my ad isn't, my addition's not too great. It's six places. <laughs> <laughs> we've got Barnes and Noble, yes. and uh, we have Amazon, where you can get paperback or hardcover, mm -hmm. ebooks, which has Kindle and Indigo, and books, a million. So that's all those places. That's, uh, and that's I, fab I hope that will help. Uh, that's very helpful to us, Lisa. I appreciate that. Now I'm going to invite the other grandparents uh, to ask Lisa questions and raise your concerns about helping kids cope with COVID and uh, offer your suggestions about that topic. What are you thinking? First, we're going to take input from John in Lawrenceville, New Jersey. John, what are you thinking? Well, um, so my grandchildren are, are pretty young. In fact, the oldest one is just coming on three years old. So she's coming into her own at a, a rapid pace. <laughs> and uh, I know uh, I, uh, we were down there with uh, our children uh, in the same house for five weeks uh, during the summer. So we were quite a pod, uh, the, the three generations of us. And I did notice that uh, our three-year-old, uh, was uh, she knows something's going on, but maybe she's not uh, capable of, of taking all of it uh, on board. The one thing she did notice is that um, we are trying to give other people uh, 
outdoors a broad berth, right? We were, we were distancing uh, and that I was wearing a mask a lot of the time. We didn't go into public very often, but if we took a walk or something or, or went outside. And I'm wondering if Lisa has any uh, creative ways of dealing with the questions they might have about, well, why do we keep our distance and, and why do you have to wear a mask? And, and I think a lot of young, a lot of families, the, the adults wear the masks uh, more often than the kids do just because kids tend to take them off. <laughs> but I'm just wondering, Lisa, do you have any creative ways of, 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 of maybe handling questions like that? Why, why do we have to do these things? Well, as you mentioned, at the age of three, it's hard for her to comprehend uh, the virus, also the seriousness of it, nor do you want her to. Yeah. But I think all you can do is be positive in what uh, you explain to her, that what is going on is something that everybody in the world is going through, and this will only last for a little while. And uh, I, I think you can't draw it up to be a big, big problem or as serious as it really is. But uh, I think you can only keep enjoying the games you play with her at, three, at the age of three, uh, the coloring books, the, uh, even if you got this book, uh, she would be so delighted. I'm looking at the pictures of it now. Uh, little Lisa has a good pal called Hip Hop Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. I, I created this toy, and when you press his foot, I'm going to play the song that he, he raps and he moves, and he's dressed like the famous Alexander Hamilton. Yes. But but he uh, he is a teddy bear, cross between a teddy bear and a lion, and he's dressed in a beautiful you know coat like they wore in that day and age. And so when you press his foot, here he goes. As the author, but as you can see, you can't become anything that you want to be. Hamilton's my name, ran the bank and took the Help George Washington on his bad days to do. I ride on his bike to make your dreams come true. Dream big, work hard, what will come to you? Oh, Lisa, that's absolutely delightful. Where can uh, can grandparents get uh, one of those hip hop Hamilton toys, and maybe well, some of the others in the line? If you uh, make a note to the publisher, uh, I'm trying to. If you look up Pixel P I X E L Mouse M O U S E. House, H-O-U-S-E, Pixel Mouse House. He is the publisher of the book, and he'll be able to tell you where to get the... Um, his website is... The, you can look under thebigbadcoronavirus.com. And how okay. we can beat it. But the but the website is the big bad coronavirus dot com. Yes. Is that right, Lisa? That's correct. Big bad coronavirus. Yes, that's it. And interestingly, in the book, uh, the artist has drawn 
pictures when little Lisa is sad, and your, your three-year-old will go for this, I can see that. She is holding this little toy and hugging him. And then when she's happy, she's dancing with him, swinging him around, and he's throughout the book, he kind of expresses happiness and sadness, but it always ends in happiness. And I think that's what you've got to do. You've got to end in happiness with the pictures you show her, and uh, especially this book, I, as I'm looking through it, she will love it. She will love it. Little, little Hamilton is sitting <laughs> next to a basket that says unused masks. <laughs> And when he's when she's washing her hands, I mean, you'll see all these pictures describing her moods. And of course, when she sees this six feet tall monster, this is the big bad coronavirus. I have drawn him and I'll be coming out with the toy, but it won't be ready for about six months. And that's my story. <laughs> Lisa, th thank that is the details of in the book, uh, including the spacing for children to stand when they're lined up to have their temperatures right. taken, is remarkable. Uh, you really have thought of everything, even if the words don't specifically send a message, the, the, the pictures, the illustrations send additional messages and reinforcement. John, do you have any other thoughts about uh, COVID and kids? Well, sure. Uh, um, one of the things I was going to say, uh, and this is sort of a way to to um, to make sure that you're taking good care of your grandkids is is to get vaccinated. <laughs> that's what I would I would say. You know, I think I'm quite serious about that. I think that's something you can do to uh, you know, make sure that you're you're protecting them. Uh, secondly, I wanted to share with Lisa something that I think she'll find delightful. Um, the um, I have a bit of theater background myself, and when I was playing with. Uh, uh, Bridget, which is my thir uh, three-year-old uh, granddaughter, uh, which we did for many, many hours during those five weeks of uh, sequestration. Um, I found uh, that I used two of the rules of improvisation, of theater improvisation, a lot. And they really, really helped <laughs> in playing with a three-year-old. The first one was uh, no blocking. So if she had an idea or she had an imaginative story she wanted to tell or a game she wanted to play, I always went with it. I never said, oh, uh, unless it was dangerous or we had, or we had something, uh, something else we had to do. But if it was just playing, uh, I tried not to block her, but to go with the idea that she had. And the other one was the yes and uh, game where if she had an idea and I go, yes, let's do that. And then I would add something, uh, which uh, these are very basic uh, rules of improvisation, but it seemed to stand us both in good stead for many hours. And uh, the, the second thing I wanted to mention was um, that uh, it was, this is basically her suggestion. She wanted to go for a walk a couple of times a day. And what they got to be were nature walks. This is a, just a town, right? It's a, we're not out really in nature, but there was a park nearby. And she wanted to know everything, obviously. Three-year-olds are always asking, what's that, what's that, what's that? And we centered on, ta-da, mushrooms. She <laughs> got crazy on mushrooms. She just wanted to see all the different kinds and why they were the different colors. And we found a coloring book <laughs> all about mushrooms, which she uh, was very happily 
coloring and mushrooms became sort of the big theme for our that we were we started to take nature hikes just you know uh, around the block and it was really lots of fun and and i sort of let her lead uh, by her interests like she'd say what is that and i'd say well that's a bird feeder and she said really do they come and they say oh yeah yeah and, and it, it's a nice way to, uh, to treat the birds nice and she thought that was a nice idea and uh, every every little thing that she saw we could make a little tiny uh, uh, you know lesson or story out of so that uh, she felt less cooped up and, and more a part of things and you know able to use the, her imagination the way the three-year-olds do a wonderful idea uh, wonderful Yes, well, I think uh, John uh, has given you an idea, Lisa, for a future project. Maybe you can develop with Jerry uh, a coloring book on the Absolutely. theme, the big bad coronavirus and how we can beat it uh, for use, yeah. for, you know, by younger children than four to eight who, you know, maybe can't, aren't quite at the level that they can create their own design, but would really relate to and be engaged by coloring books. So something to think about, Lisa, in your pot. Thank you. I, <laughs> I think we're going to move on now to Allison in Kansas City, Missouri. Allison, welcome to Grand Central Radio. Uh, let us know if you have any questions for Lisa and what your ideas are. Sure, thank you so much. Um, this has been very informative already, and I love uh, some of the ideas that have been explained already. So it certainly gives us some options. But Lisa, I would be interested to know what changes in concerns have you heard expressed by uh, either children or grandparents as this virus has gone on and on? I think many of us uh, kind of went into this thinking that it was going to be a rather short-lived a situation of being hunkered down, and that obviously hasn't been the case. So um, have you seen any particular changes in the concerns over time as this has evolved? Well, I would say that uh, most people follow the news, the newspapers, and what they hear. And what we're hearing is they have come up with two vaccines that of people in authority whom you would know wouldn't take these shots of vaccines if they weren't accurate and weren't safe. I think what we've got to do is follow what has gone on and what has gone on has been horrendous. And so there is now an, an end to it according to the officials, according to the scientists. And so I think we just have to follow suit and get these vaccinations. Uh, everybody has to go in line with it because if one person doesn't have it and should carry the, uh, the germ, then it doesn't do any good. I don't think there's anything we can do. We are victims of uh, an occurrence that no one in the, their bright mind would ever think would happen not just here in New York or New Jersey or wherever you're phoning in from, but from all over the world. So we have to be in accord with the rescue and the rescue is vaccination. This will eliminate uh, wearing the masks in due time, but at least it will eliminate that. It'll eliminate not eating in restaurants, eating outdoors in restaurants, It'll eliminate all the pressures that life has uh, <laughs> shown us. 
but we have to follow suit because we have leaders, not all of them. Uh, thank goodness we're getting a new president. I shouldn't involve that, but the point is, I think we're going to be all right, but we have to be patient. And that's the only thought I have on that. Okay. Well, that is uh, very helpful. And I think patience, particularly when you're dealing with young children, um, although uh, adults suffer from that uh, problem as well, is that we're not always very patient, um, but certainly great advice. So um, one of the things that we have done is to try to just navigate through this difficult road is to say to the grandchildren, you know, if a rabbit could talk about what is going on, what would the rabbit say? And is that different than what the ant might say? And is that different than what the grasshopper might say? Mm -hmm. um, and so through that exercise, um, what's happened, and you touched on it, Lisa, about the fact that the entire world is dealing with this, is it's given us an opportunity to explore animals in different parts of the world and have that same kind of conversation. So what might a koala say? Mm -hmm. What might, might a kangaroo say about this? And then that led to um, a rather creative design of some masks with uh, these different animals on them and with different words that these animals might say about the virus. So that's been one of the very fun things to do and uh, doing that over FaceTime or Zoom has worked pretty well. Of course, it's not as great as being able to do it in person, but uh, has been necessary just because of the situation that we're, we're in. And then the other fun thing that has gone on with that is with Zoom, we're able to record those. So we kind of have some home movies of sorts in the virtual world. Uh, so that's been a lot of fun as well. I think that's a brilliant idea. And I'm curious to know uh, what would the animals say about what? Is there anything specific that you target that to? You know, we've just really given them the opportunity to say anything that they've wanted. Um, you know, I think one of the ones was with the ant was, well, the ant didn't really care because ants are dirty, so ants don't wash their hands. Um, but rabbits seem to be pretty clean, and so rabbits would always make sure to go down to the water and wash their hands. Um, and grasshoppers, they would just jump away from the virus. Mm -hmm. So that's what they would say, is they could just escape and jump away. Um, so it's been, you know, any number of things that they've, they've had to say. Um, but it's been a lot of fun and given us many laughs. I can imagine you're to be congratulated. I think it's a wonderful idea. Well, thank you. I, and I love hip hop Hamilton. Oh, <laughs> if you saw him, you would fall in love with him. He is huggable. 
Well, I just love the tune itself. And uh, oh, being somebody who's not a big fan of rap, uh, the fact that I love that tune, you've done an excellent job. <laughs> Thank you. So and who doesn't know a, uh, a child that doesn't have a favorite huggable plushy toy? I think exactly. all children have, have one that they sleep with every night. So did I, did I give you that? Uh, I gave you our website, didn't I? bigbadcoronavirus.com. Yes, yes. You, you did, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you very much. And also, I have a, it's on Facebook and Instagram page. It's under the Big Bad Coronavirus book. Terrific. Okay. Okay, Allison, thank you very much for those questions and insights. And that was all very helpful and fun. Amy in Hawthorne, New Jersey, do you have any questions for Lisa? And what are your thoughts about helping kids cope with COVID? Oh, hello. This is so informative and wonderful that you are doing this. And um, we, we're, we're very fortunate uh, that we are less than five minutes from my daughter's house. And my grandchildren are seven and eight. And um, we do remote homeschool here. And I think a big part of what the um, process of dealing with the coronavirus is uh, that they have structure. Uh, you know, they, they can be home, then they come here for their remote homeschool, they do their lessons, and then we take them back home. So it's not like they are in one home or one place 24-7 for months at a time. And that to me has been a saving grace. Um, they also are fortunate that the neighbor's uh, children are in the same age group and they have been able to play outside with them, uh, you know, keeping some sort of socially distance uh, between them. Um, but I think that the uh, play dates on Zoom help, uh, even though it's not the same as, you know, recess <laughs> in mm -hmm. school. But um, yeah, it, it's, it's really hard for them, uh, hard for, for all of us really, but um, they, they do ask, when is it going to be over? And now thankfully with the vaccines coming out, hopefully, you know, it'll be over sooner than later. But um, I, I have mm -hmm. a chart that uh, shows a happy face to a sad face to an angry face. <laughs> and sometimes I will uh, ask if I see they're starting to get upset about something, I'll, I'll say, okay, what, you know, where on this chart are you? What are you feeling today? And sometimes they'll point to the sad face or the angry face, or they'll, you know, be just fine. And if they do point to the angry face, uh, you know, I, I talk to them you know, why, why do you feel that way? Because they can't do certain things, you know, go out like, uh, let's say to Chuck E. Cheese or the playground or the zoo, we miss the zoo so much. Um, but, you know, we all are doing the best that we can. And we have faith that this will be over. And hopefully everyone will be you know, healthy. We, we do what we're supposed to do wearing masks, the um, uh, hand sanitizer, washing hands. I was always a big proponent of hand washing anyway. So now I'm even, I'm even more crazy about it. But um, it is, it sounds like a wonderful book and I plan on purchasing it. And thank you so much for writing that. I think the children will enjoy it. 
Thank you. Appreciate your nice comments. Well, Amy and Allison and John, uh, thank you very much for your input and your questions for Lisa. I think we've learned from this discussion that what works is involving your children in creative activities about their strange new world, including reading with them Lisa Carroll's new book, The Big Bad Coronavirus and How We Can Beat It. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, thank you for being with us today, Lisa. Thanks to our very special guest, Broadway legend and children's author, Lisa Carroll, and all of our grandparent callers and listeners. Check our website, grandcentralradio.com, to get information, more information about Lisa's book and her plush toys and her other activities, and any other questions you might have about our show and Grand Central Radio and our future shows, and watch for our announcements of our next Grand Central Radio show on that website. Until then, contact me, Jerry Cole, and stay well, safe, and secure. Happy grandparenting. <laughs>